All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, presented by the Gold Cans Network. Podcast bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan Zanier with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to go follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook. Go on over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us five stars, great, re- great review. Click the subscribe button. Do the same with YouTube. And then while you're at it, go to miserable-reckless.com or coldcansnetwork.com to check out the brand new website. That uh, we have some we have some blogs up there for you on everything from, as we like to say on this show, sports, music, culture, and all things the South. And then a little bit of beer and barbecue. So that's miserable-reckless.com or coldcansnetwork.com. All right. So let's move into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dustin, what you got? I'm going to start out with my bad. My bad is with Road Trip Raleigh last weekend, and a couple of these guys had or potentially had COVID, couldn't come. So uh, we only had 50% of Miserable and Reckless there, which was still fun, but could have been a little more fun if y'all could have made it. Um, moving on from that, though, uh, my good, which is an ugly for other people on this pod, is uh, Duke ran Carolina out of their, out of their own building in Coach K's final appearance there. Um, it was real ugly for Carolina, and it was real awesome for Duke. Um, Carolina fans were chanting, uh, <laughs> that's right. Carolina fans were chanting, uh, fuck Coach K to start out the game when he came uh, walking out. Obviously, they booed, which is fine. Um, but uh, apparently that just motivated the team even a little bit more. Wendell Moore even made that point that they were even more motivated to send him off in style. That 20-point victory could have easily been 25 or 30. Um, It was just awesome to see. It was awesome to see all the distraught. Just couldn't believe it with their own eyes, Carolina fans. It was awesome seeing them walk out five minutes early. Just a good all-around game. Couldn't happen to a better fan base. I love it. And uh, that is... Not even my good. That's my awesome, great, spectacular, wonderful of the week. And then ugly for Carolina. <laughs> All right. Go to hell, Carolina. On that note, Ryan, what you got? <laughs> so it's funny because under my good, I had uh, the fact that Carolina didn't honor Coach K. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> this is last Apparently time. they did building. after the fact. This is last time I really. Now, I mean, let's not let the facts get in the way of a good headline here. I mean, I mean, Duke, speaking of being run out of the building, uh, letting the facts get in the way of the headline. Um, Coach K, uh, to be fair, he did announce this at the end of the uh, at the beginning of the year. He wanted to go on his Derek Jeter tour, get all his gifts and things. So I appreciate the fact that uh, Carolina said, like, you know, the buck stops here. Maybe not so much on the court, but off the court. And at halftime, we're not going to you know, do anything for you. Um, we're taking fair, a stand. We're right. taking a stand. We don't care what happens in the game, but we're taking a stand. Correct. That's what that's <laughs> what will matter. We won't, you know. Roy Williams won his last game at Duke. I had to Google it to see if it even happened. Turns out we swept them that year. So uh, won three of the last four. So again, nobody remembers this. It just from what I remember is that Duke didn't honor Coach K. Or sorry, that Duke didn't honor Roy. Now part of that's because Roy didn't make a big, you know, appearance about his his last year. He kind of just kissed the floor and walked away. Um, that's what a classy coach does. But anyways, um, yeah, he also leaves his program in bad shape because the recruits start leaving because they recruited to come. They were recruited to play for him, but then they played for someone else. Just like his I, mentor, Dean Smith. Hey, look, all I'm saying is we call uh, somebody on this program, Mr. Authentic, and and um, we're not talking about the guy with the hair dye. 
So anyways, um, speaking of all the things that don't relate to the basketball game, uh, I'll point out as a Carolina fan, and I texted Dustin this privately, uh, it's kind of hard to win a game when you only have two players. So uh, congratulations, first of all, to Armando Baycott. Um, I really hope that somebody gets him a massage at the end of the year because he's carried the team all year. Um, uh, hopefully his shoulders are, uh, and his, his, his back are able to hold up. Um, uh, cause that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, Caleb love, uh, I guess that's, I guess that's my bad Caleb love. Um, not really sure what you're doing. Um, you could have played for the, you could have played for the Celtics in the nineties. Cause, uh, uh, if we needed you to jack up, uh, shots from half court as a point guard, um, last time I checked the point guard doesn't do that, but, um, just want to appreciate his efforts out there really uh stinking up the place um and then uh as far as my um good good and bad again a good situation with duke and carolina but a bad situation that we lost um well a good situation is that we had nascar last weekend a bad situation is uh the guy who won the race that was very exciting uh kind of tanked that so two real fun sporting events that could have gone a lot better that ended poorly and then you touched on my ugly which is uh don't need to go into all the particulars, but let's rest assured and say that if I miss a trip to North Carolina and hanging out with my buddies, it's because I'm more or less on death's door. Uh, this was no man flu. I don't know what, what came through this house. I would like to point out that there is no justice in this world um, because not only did my team lose and not only did the NASCAR race that was great end in tragedy with Joey Logano winning, but also somehow my wife managed to have a small tickle in her throat while I was basically fighting off. Uh, the demons of hell to keep me out of the, the throes of death. So I'm I'm a little confused as to how I came down um, with this massive uh, illness, and she was you know just fine. So I'm going to assume uh, that everything in life isn't fair, and that's just what it's like being an NC State. So that's my good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> it's like Sergio Simpson says: life ain't fair, and the world is mean. All right, Morgan, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Good, bad, and the ugly. Well, good. I just bought some tickets today to take the kids to see a dinosaur um, exhibit going on at the uh, Raleigh uh, Fairgrounds this weekend. That's cool. So it's going to be pretty pretty awesome. Brody loves dinosaurs, so yeah, he should get a kick out of it. Uh, we can't wait to take them. Everyone's a lot he- Everyone's healthy now, so we can kind of get out and be be around um, in public, I guess. <laughs> um, bad. Um, missing road trip to Raleigh, like everyone else is talking about. You know, we. Um, I thought I was going to be okay, and uh, took a rapid test that Friday, and it still showed a a line of being kind of positive. So I did not want to I, I didn't want to get around other people and send anything home with anybody I just was not something I wanted to do as much as I wanted to go see the show uh, and then the ugly uh, last week a uh, team that I grew up rooting for the Washington Redskins I loved them loved everything about them growing up uh, last two years went by the name of the Washington football team and have had two years, at least at a minimum of two years to come up with a new football name Two, at a minimum two. And they came up with the Washington commanders. 
the the Washington Commanders is the best thing that they could come up with. Their jerseys look like some half-rated XFL Arena League football team. <laughs> their their name, God, I mean, Jesus, if you got to go in the military ranking, you could have gone a little bit higher. I mean, the Commanders are like, what, third rank? Third, third rank angle. If you retire with a commander's salary, you're doing okay. Pension, you're doing okay. I, I, but no, I you're, not <laughs> you're not an admiral. You're not an admiral. Yeah. So it's like, yo, so you're, you're, you're naming your team to represent how you play football, which is a third rank tier football team. Fair. <laughs> so it's just like, Jesus, you, you couldn't get anything right. And let's just, on top of it, Snyder has got accusations coming out of the woodwork now against him, no longer just his football team and his cronies that he had hired working for the team. They got women now saying that he himself tried to do stuff to them um, and decided, well, I'm going to hire someone else to look into the accusations against me. Like, you know, I don't think that's how that works, Danny boy. Um, You can't hire someone you know to look into reports about you and then go oh well he didn't find anything so we're all good right <laughs> i think the quote was dan 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 this is a bad idea exactly his lawyer as his lawyer said dan i don't think this is a good idea um <laughs> needless to say uh if even half of this is true i don't the jerry richardson and the panthers was forced to sell the team for a lot less uh, than what this man's being accused of so um, if even, even half of it is true, he will not be the owner much longer. So, yeah, and one note on the name, like what's it going to be short for? Commies? The Washington <laughs> Commies? We are, in, we are in D.C. You know what? And now the mayor of D.C. is saying, oh, we need you back in D.C. now. Oh, well, you didn't want us for the Redskins. <laughs> but they do want us when they want to say hell to the Commies. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I say someone else buys the team, tells DC to suck it, move them to Virginia and call them the Redskins again. <laughs> they're they're gonna end up in Virginia, but no one's gonna no way the Redskins moniker comes No, I back. know. There, there, there's no way in hell that it comes back. Hey, it's already started on the ESPN article. They're coming for the KC Chiefs now, so look out to the Kansas City fans out there. So so that's my good, bad, and the ugly, and the ugly draw, drawn out completely. <laughs> it's like the Redskins name change. <laughs> yeah, really, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that, that leaves me. I've got a good, a bad, and a... Come on, man! So the good is, you know, obviously, real quick, don't need to go into a lot of details. We've talked about it a lot on the last two episodes, but Road Trip Rally was fun. Wish the other two guys could have been able to make it, but it was a lot of fun. Saw some good bands. Um, the other thing is I finally, after four and a half years, got a new iPhone because my battery on my last one was terrible. So got the new iPhone 13 with cinematic recording features. Maybe we could, uh, whenever we go to, um, a future tailgate, we could have some, some high quality clips we could have for, for all of our millions of subscribers and listeners that we have out there for the podcast. So kind of hype about the new phone, the bad, uh, arm, arm, uh, what's his name? Armando Baycott. But for a different reason Armando. than what Ryan Armando, yeah, Armando Baycott. The when Carolina, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we've had an episode, so this was relevant more a, a week ago. But when Carolina played Louisville, Baycott tripped a guy, 
threw an elbow, almost clotheslined a guy. And the replays show the same thing that it showed for the Grayson Allen incident. I'm old enough to remember when Grayson Allen was the scourge of humanity for tripping a guy on the court and Carolina fans were acting like he's a dirty player and they didn't do these things. The media tore the kid a new one, maybe rightfully so, maybe not, but they caught not a word outside of a few NC state Twitter trolls have said anything about it. The, the tape is clear. He tripped a guy. He almost clotheslined a guy. Is he a dirty player? I don't know. Media hasn't said anything. Grayson Allen, he gets crucified for it. Baycott gets a pass. It's the light blue uh, media narrative. They have That's what you get when you have a journalism school. That's a bad. Now, the come on, man, is, you know, in some ways, I'm almost defending Carolina here, which I never thought I'd say. But the fans screaming, fuck Coach K. Obviously, you know, I, as a Coach K fan, didn't really like it, but they're college students in, a, in the student section in a rivalry game. Dick Vitale goes on Twitter and wants to talk about how you shouldn't be doing this and blah, 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 making a huge deal about it. People on Twitter made a big deal about it. Get over yourself. Stop being so soft about everything. This is college athletics. It's a rivalry game. Maybe they shouldn't have used the word. Who knows? But either way, it you know didn't bother me. I think it's, it's part of the rivalry. And any of the Duke fans that want to act like that it was uh, uncalled for, you need to look back at the 1980s and see what the Cameron Crazies used to do. God knows they'd be canceled in a heartbeat if they did that now. It's part of college sports. That's the beauty of rivalries. Everybody needs to stop being so soft. So that's my come on, man, of the week. So that's my good, bad, and my Joe Biden quote. Come on, man. All right. I'm writing a, uh, if I ever get around to it, I'll write a blog about this. I'm going to do the, uh, the, the FU in the response to this in relation to some other things that have been grinding my gears. <laughs> So everybody can look forward to that when I finally get around to writing it. I'm sure it'll be about as topical as Logan's point about the Louisville game. (laughs) Started off with, you know, uh, Joe Biden. (laughs) Come on. Come on, man. No, no, they didn't say that. They're cheering him on. That's what I'm hearing. I'm sure they're cheering him on his latest uh, comments. Whereas Colbert says, listen here, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) they also say that on duck dynasty (laughs) Hulk Hogan used to say it in the 80s a lot too (laughs) All right, moving into the weekend look ahead it's Super Bowl weekend you guys have any plans or are you looking forward to this game or is it just kind of meh meh next topic (laughs) spent seven minutes complaining about the Redskins slash football team name and then we don't want to talk about the Super Bowl (laughs) as Dustin's wearing a Redskins jacket too (laughs) I'll, well, uh, I'll I'll throw my two cents in that shit. I think Joe, Joe Joe Smooth is gonna uh, light up the uh, the Rams. You mean Joe Ohio? <laughs> you mean the uh, the guy that Ohio State fans are gonna start claiming their quarterback so they yeah. can finally get rid of that uh, Ohio State quarterback bust uh, <laughs> narrative that they have going? Yeah, he's about as. Ohio State is Russell. Uh, no, no, I got burned for saying that earlier this week. <laughs> uh, are you guys going to do anything? Are you going to watch anything? Are you going to eat anything crazy? Are you even going to watch we, it? Yeah, uh, we might go to our friend Bill and Debbie's house. <clears throat> they usually have a big Super Bowl party. Cool. Of course, we'll be over there, and we'll leave right before the game start because you know bedtime for the kids. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably going to watch. I mean, it's more. 
I have a few friends say they want to come over to the house and watch it. It's more just the social aspect than the NFL. I really don't care that much about the NFL. The playoffs this year, you know, in their defense, were more entertaining than they have been in years. But, you know, the NFL doesn't really do it for me. I'm just waiting for college baseball season to start and then eventually college football. But, you know, there's worse times, worse ways to spend your time on a Sunday evening than watching the game. Uh, I will say this. I, we used to love waiting watching the, uh, the commercials, but tell you the, the last like four years or so, man, commercials have just been horrible. Like, They're not funny really anymore. It. A lot of them are stuff that's already on air. Like it used to be huh. uh, almost every commercial is brand new. You had uh, movie trailers. You had all kinds of crap. And uh, like I said, the last couple of years, it's just been like, oh, wait, the commercial's like you know, five months old. <laughs> they also release most of them ahead of time. Like they're already, you can already see them on YouTube. Yeah, I saw they might be bringing back the Icky Woods commercial. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The Geico where he's dancing in the aisle yeah. and he does the, the cold Icky cuts. Shuffle. Gonna get some cold cuts today, and he like slams <laughs> it down. Icky Woods being the connection yeah. to the to the Bengals back in the day. So we're not doing anything. We're gonna get some pizza and call the day. I'm not. Uh, super jazzed up. Uh, watching the Bengals play the Rams is like watching Georgia Tech play Virginia for the conference championship, knowing that you have Clemson and a bunch of other teams waiting in the wings that should be playing instead. But neat. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Can't wait to crown a champion between the uh, Rams and the Bengals. Good job, NFL. Ready to give us this. Joe Burrow is fun. I mean, that's kind of cool. But otherwise, it's still the Bengals and the Rams, and the people in LA don't even give a damn about the Rams. So, I guess that's enough NFL talk. All right, moving into the Southern Spotlight, where we highlight a specific Southern business person or thing. And this week, Dustin, you're up. Well, this week, we're going to go back to uh, Logan and I's hometown. We're gonna, I'm going to highlight a little place called The Mill Coffee and Eatery. Basically, it's a local version of M&R favorite, Biddy and Bo's. Um, the staff there are all intellectually or physically challenged individuals. So it basically is the same idea as Biddy and Bose. They're looking to give them purpose and a job and a way to contribute. And uh, it's, you know, I, once I found out about this place through our mom, I thought it was just a really cool concept, a really cool idea. Um, I'm glad that other people are taking this idea and running with it on their own outside of the Biddy and Bose world. Biggest difference between the mill and Biddy and Bo's is that they actually serve uh, a lot of food. So you can get biscuits and grits in the morning. You can get sandwiches and soup for lunch and dinner. Um, it's a pretty extensive menu. And one thing I thought that was cool that they did on the menu was they actually named a lot of the sandwiches or combos after like things in the community. So for instance, one of them is called the JP Stevens. And JP Stevens was the big, so our town was a mill town, thus the name of the coffee shop. But there were like five major textile mills in our town that employed well over 2,000 people. And the company that owned it was J.P. Stevens. So it's kind of a nod to that history. They have a few other local like names that are on there. Um, while talking about something in our hometown seems like a long shot that somebody would go to, I will point out that we are right off of Interstate 95. And if you travel that corridor through North Carolina, you're going to pass through our town. And so rather than spend your money at the Interstate Starbucks, Go about 10 minutes off the interstate, and you can find them on the Roanoke Avenue. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. A good thing 
it's like I said, it's very similar to Betty and Bo's, but in Rock Rapids. So the mill, coffee, and eatery. If you're traveling 95 corridor, check it out. Awesome. That's pretty cool. I didn't really even know much about that place. So you taught me something new. Yeah. So I only know about it because of mom and uh, she had written the name down and I was like, was this like a new joint in town? And she was like, oh yeah. And she was kind of telling us a little bit about it. And then we looked it up. Like I said, it's just a cool, um, it makes, it's a place with a purpose, right? Like that's kind of what the whole Biddy and Bo's motto is. And a lot of companies these days, you know, you get something else beyond the um, product that you buy. And that's what you're getting with these guys. And uh, I thought it was cool that, you know, also in our town, the Avenue is used to be where all the businesses were. And, you know, they're like many towns as the factory shut down and people, the jobs went out of town, kind of fell in disrepair. So it's also kind of a cool nod to like, there's been little places along the avenue that have popped up here and there. And it's it's cool to see another business that's trying to create a little economic activity in a, in a part of town that used to be a center of town. So there's that part of it too. Um, so all in all, it's, it's a good place. You should check it out if you're traveling through the area. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that, you know, what they're doing is a great thing and it's probably a better place to buy coffee than, you know, going to the Starbucks where the, the blue haired male barista is telling you how he wants to, dismantle capitalism while working for a big corporation. So definitely take it to spend by local. I guess that's, that's my point by local. That's your pitch. All right. So uh, moving into Florida or the field, it is back this week after a couple of week hiatus. Ryan, <laughs> take it away. First of all, I want to thank everyone. And I'm not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing that is now literally sending me Florida stories <laughs> via text. <laughs> I believe I got five last week uh, from my wife, from people that listen to the podcast. Hey, hey, here's one. And I'm like, thank you guys. But then when we don't do them, I sit on like six of them. (laughs) So which would you guys like to hear? Would you like to let's let's uh, let's pick which one we're going to decide. And these don't all necessarily like, for example, I read tonight and this is not one of my stories about a woman. Google this, America. Who was arrested for stealing her own car in the state of North Carolina? So I'm, <laughs> I'm all over the South. Apparently, the crime here was that she owned a Camaro that didn't have a V8 engine. So I'll, I'll let America be the judge of that. But uh, uh, that's what this snarky <laughs> article I read at least said. So I'm reading all over the South, not just in Florida. Would you guys like to hear about someone whose bacon was cooked incorrectly? Now, this was mentioned on Marty and McGee. So if you've heard this before, would you like to hear about? Uh, an Olive Garden spaghetti incident, or would you like to hear about a fake American Sign Language interpreter? Definitely the OG one for me, Olive Garden. That's my vote. I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. In honor of the future birds. That's true. Future birds, check them out. Did they open? I know who the future birds are. No, they didn't, but they opened a few years, a uh, few years back. But Dustin and I were talking about how we both like listen to Future Birds a lot. Really good band. Um, yeah. v- brief pitch, kind of they call themselves Cosmic Country, indie rock, kind of like country mashup. But good band. Check them out. Definitely worth them from like Athens, Georgia. And they have a song about the Olive Garden. They do. I was going to say. That's What's the context. The yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Headline. Man arrested at Olive Garden shoveling spaghetti into his mouth. This is hard to do. It's a restaurant. Just pointing this out. 
A man was arrested at an Olive Garden after police say he caused a, you guys are never going to guess this, drunken disturbance <laughs> in which shoveling spaghetti into his mouth with his hands. Uh, now, no cheating here, but Ben, who's 32 years old, was arrested by police on April 7th, a little bit older, on charges of disorderly intoxication and resisting an officer without violence. Now, I did not know that that was a crime. I didn't even know this was a thing. You can apparently resist an officer without violence. I don't know what that is. I don't know if you just pull your pants down and like walk away slowly. Like, I mean, they don't want to touch you. Like, I don't no, know. I don't probably, know how you do. probably, probably act like Stewart from Mad TV. No, stop. <laughs> Get away. <Pretty. laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> You're hurting me. You're hurting me. So I'm not touching you. <laughs> Says the report. The report said officers responded to a disturbance call at the restaurant. God forbid the server who had to make this call. They found a uh, sir. This is the Olive Garden. We'd like to report a drunken disturbance. They found a shirtless Ben chowing down on the spaghetti. Uh, again, not going to believe this. He smelled like booze. And he was, quote, muttering obscenity, the report said. He was not screaming them. He was <laughs> muttering them, which is how you, I mean, you know, when you've got spaghetti, everybody knows you get home, you know, sober you is taking care of drunk you a little bit later in the evening. You got a nice big plate of spaghetti. You start muttering. Maybe you're muttering obscenities about how good it, the thing is that you're eating taste, you know? I mean, you know. Possible. Does a restaurant worker told police that he caused a scene inside the restaurant and had been asking patrons for money outside the restaurant and yelling expletive. So he's gone from asking people for money for the spaghetti, I'm assuming, or maybe for more spaghetti because it was so fucking good that <laughs> he was yelling the expletive. They said uh, officers gave him paper towels to clean up the pasta on his face. That is a true sentence. There, this is in the police report that they gave him paper towels to clean up his face. He was taken into custody. And then well, then he started smashing his head against the metal cage partition in the <laughs> to cut his head, the report said. Uh, he was booked into jail. He was a hell of a mugshot. And he was later released on $2,000 worth of bonds. So it's a good thing he asked for all that money. Um, <laughs> his attorney information was not immediately available on account of perhaps it wasn't his first priority. Maybe he went and got his face checked out. Based on his mugshot, where do you think that this experience occurred? There are lots filled. of Olive Gardens from <laughs> Wilmington to Myrtle Beach. I'll just point this out. It seems to be a requirement that they have an Olive Garden in a Hooters at every. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to go Tallahassee. Okay. Just because we talked about future birds love uh, singing about Olive Garden and they're from Georgia, I'm going to go to the field, so I'm going with Georgia. And Dustin, you're field forever. Somewhere in the field. Somewhere. This man is Ben Padgett, 32 years of Naples, Florida. Oh, <sighs> something in the back of my mind wanted to say Naples. And I think it was just because we started working with a, a, somebody down in Naples recently at work. So I was like, Watch this be Naples. <laughs> but his, his name wasn't Ben by any chance, was it? Thankfully, no. Because <laughs> I don't think he's going to show up to work tomorrow. 
Now I have no clue if we're going to do this every week, but every now and again, we'll put some of the, the Florida stories, I think on the blog, just for craps and giggles to see you guys can either see the mug shots or you guys can see that I promise we're not making these lines up. This is they actually did give him paper towels to clean up the pasta before they arrest. <laughs> well, at least he cleaned up a little bit before, you know, banging his what? head against the, the cage. <laughs> before he bled all over his face. <laughs> Get ready for the for the main attraction, you know. <laughs> the pasta you're still, listening. <laughs> you're still listening to our podcast. We veer so quickly between really nice eating establishments that we really want people to go check out because they have a purpose and just utter insanity. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm usually the one that takes us into the gutter. Apologies for that. <laughs> well, the insanity is part of the beauty. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, all right, what are the field? All right, moving on from Pasta Gate, <laughs> we so we're bringing it back, and we like I said off last week road trip rally. We're back though, taking our cue from the conference that Rutgers is in. Uh, just like them, we don't math good. So this is the Southern sixty four with thirty two uh, different flavors, as we say. So we're going back to music and sports. So Ryan, who do we got to vote on this week? All right, well, we've got our matchups for this week. Let's go to the music bracket first. And um, guys, we have uh, a, a, a very not fun, but this is, this is the way of the world. It's not fun. It's unfair. We have a coin toss. It's not fun. It's not fair. And it's a shitty, shitty experience for everyone involved. But we have a coin toss today between Charlie Daniels, the five seed, and the number four seed, Alan Jackson. We've debated this already. The game has been played. The debates have been offered. There's nothing left except for everybody to be angry and upset about it, just like in the NFL. So do I need to find a coin, or does anybody have a coin available nearby? Because I did not plan this very well. Hold on. I got one. I got a quarter. All right. Morgan, you do it. Do the honor. So, Ed's. Alan Jackson, because he's the higher seed. Hales is Charlie Daniels is the lower seed. All right. Ready? The suspense is killing me. Heads. Hey, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson moves on. Nobody loses in this scenario. (laughs) Sorry, Charlie Daniels. One of these days you'll get your due on this podcast. Good thing we've only done 67 of these. (laughs) <laughs> he, got his, he got he's on the um mount rushmore to southern rock there we go that was episode yeah. 17 he got something go back and listen to that one folks all right so we've got our eight then settled let's figure them out so for the four for music we've got the eight seed bruce hornsby versus the number four seed alan jackson let's get right into this morgan uh hornsby or jackson go Hornsby. I love some. some... I mean, if you wanted, okay, fuck it. Uh, Jackson. I'm, I'm not no, this is a personal bias <laughs> yeah, it's uh, your vote. podcast. You can do whatever you want. Don't be that easily influenced. <laughs> America, all Dustin had to do was barely shake his head. Just yeah, I mean, does Bruce, Hornsby have a, does Bruce Hornsby have a Southern sound? No, but he's a Southern man. So I'm um, going Bruce Hornsby. I like it. It's a Virginia man, too. 
Doesn't all have to be damn Southern Rock. Is he? Is he a Virginia yeah. man? Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Commonwealth. All right. He's responsible for the Virginia, what they call the Virginia Sound. And so that's the forefathers of Dave Matthews and a bunch of other people down there. Uh, Pat McGee um, is trained from Virginia. That's not really yes, a southern. They, they yeah. are. Drops of Jupiter. He's the forefather to all that. So whether or not you like that or not, <laughs> they make just, you vote just, a different way. Now. Dave Matthews <laughs> makes me think about the Bay and Pine Haven. So. Well, there you okay. go. It's also in Virginia. <laughs> it all comes full circle. <laughs> Dustin, we'll go with you next. Are you right. voting for the Bay House or Alan Jackson? Well, I'm voting against the Bay, obviously. There's no way you're <laughs> voting against Alan Jackson in this matchup. Come on. It's AJ all day. There, there's just no – you don't even have to make an argument here. There's just a clear winner. It's Alan Jackson. Okay. Well, that's uh, a very definitive one-to-one. So, uh, <laughs> Logan, I don't Logan. expect to win this one. So, to paraphrase Roy Williams, when after Kansas lost in the NCAA tournament and they asked him, was he taking the North Carolina job? I could give a shit about Bruce Hornsby right now. It's Alan Jackson. <laughs> the disrespect to Bruce Hornsby, ridiculous. Well, um, let me put it this way. Bruce Hornsby defeated the Allman Brothers, which is drastic. I love Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby is one of my absolute favorites. Um, Look Out Any Window is a great song of his. Basically, if you want to think you're in an 80s sitcom, uh, listen to Look Out Any Window. People may not know who Bruce Hornsby is. Uh, The way it is, the whole people go get a job, that song. Incidentally, it's the, uh, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to Tupac Changes. It's the sample all the way through for Tupac's Changes. But um, that's just the way it is. It's probably the song he's most well-known for. Uh, the Valley Road. Um, look, out any, look Out Any Window. The show goes on. There's a bunch of different uh, things that I would want to encourage people to go check out. That said, um, this being a Southern podcast between two Southern guys, um, I got to go with Alan Jackson. And the reason why is as much as I really do want to see Bruce Hornsby, and I haven't had the opportunity to see him yet, I feel like if I had the opportunity to go see Alan Jackson, I would because I'm not sure how much the man has left. And for that reason and that reason alone, I'll, I'll push him through to the next round. So Alan Jackson, I don't think I have to speak his uh, praises too much on this podcast with, with his songs. I think a lot of people are familiar. But if you're not, these are two uh, excellent um, uh, guys to go check out. Speaking of which, moving to our next bracket, um, Logan, we'll go backwards. We'll go with you. Uh, we have the three seed, Randy Travis. We have the two seed, Alabama. Randy Travis defeated Dolly Parton. And uh, I don't know why it says the three seed. It's the six seed, Randy Travis, who defeated the three seed, Dolly Parton. And then we have Alabama going up against, uh, who went up against Darius Rucker and pretty soundly defeated him in that <laughs> round. All right. Well, this one's actually probably the hardest one for me to pick. This week, I'm a huge fan of both Randy Travis and Alabama. Um, incredible careers, both very influential in their own right over just country music as a whole. But com- since this is uh, arbitrary and uh, how we're picking these and it's very biased, I'm going to stick with the home team guy, Randy Travis from North Carolina. So he wins the coin flip in my mind for being a North Carolinian. It's Randy Travis. All right. So we're going backwards. So Dustin, North Carolina guy, what do you think? So I know 
we're supposed to uh, have that be the tiebreaker. I knew that was going to be the point that someone was going to make. It's like, oh, he's a North Carolina guy. You got to vote for him. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I like Randy Travis. His music's pretty good. I respect him. I respect him probably more than I like his music, if I'm being honest. But I love Alabama. Alabama is, I mean, they got fun music, love making music. They got a song about Myrtle Beach. They got a song about minor league baseball. I mean, they got it all. I love them. I love those guys. Uh, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm picking over Alabama. Not in this round. Uh, that was the soundtrack to a good portion of, I would say, high school into college. Still love to put those guys on from time to time. So, no question for me. It's not even close. Alabama all the way. Drawing thoughts from Dustin, Morgan, Randy Travis, or Alabama? Oh, Alabama. If I'm going to pick between those two, I mean, yeah. Morgan's like, if I have to choose between those. Alabama, I guess. <laughs> Is it the state or the band? Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Morgan's still salty that Bruce Hornsby and Darius Record didn't meet in the finals. No, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not upset about uh, Bruce Hornsby not make moving to the next round. I mean, if you can lose to, to someone, you know, I'm okay with being Alan Jackson. Well, I will finish this up very briefly by saying that uh, if people are interested in listening to good music again bruce hornsby please go listen to bruce hornsby's music the valley road please go listen to alabama's greatest hits um i'm not disrespecting randy travis i'll just say that if you're guaranteed to find something within the first two to three songs um if you don't add us you know comment on our facebook page or hit us Hit Logan up on Twitter or comment on our blog about how much you hate Alabama. So we know exactly who you are. Um, <laughs> so we, we can, can call argue, you out for it. So we can argue next with week, you on the internet. <laughs> yeah, next week we'll call you out for it. And then we can write an article on the on coldcansnetwork.com and tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Bingo. But like that. I, uh, I think Alabama should definitely move forward. And, and again, as we've been saying in the past, I'll, I'll save my my discretion on why they move forward up until we actually need it, because I have a feeling there's going to be a little bit of heat coming with Alabama versus Alan Jackson uh, round. <laughs> I, I knew this was going to vote this way. So be, considering I knew that uh, I was not going to be a tie breaking vote, I was going to throw one for Randy Travis because I am a big fan of Randy Travis and he's a like huge influence on neo-traditional resurgence in the eighties. And since I kind of had a good feeling that you three were going to vote Alabama, I knew it was going to fail anyway, so I pulled a politician thing. I, I get, was able to vote against something just to be on the record that I look at. Randy Travis got some support for me. Let the record show. Let the record show. I supported Randy Travis, even though I knew <laughs> Alabama was going to go through. <laughs> Logan, you and uh, you and Marty Smith, I think. Although I'm not sure. I don't want to put words in the man's mouth. I just maybe I he, he should would. come on the show and we can hash it out. We can I think we need it out right here. We needed a blog first. That's how he knows we're legit now. <laughs> Man's a writer. Just saying. Uh, speaking of, let's go right into the man's. If, if, if he's not into music, say the man's a little bit more interested in sports, right? So that, that's, that's, a, that's a way that works for both of us. Perhaps that's why we uh, share so many interests and we enjoy 
uh, his show so much. So um, moving from music into sports, we have the eight seed, eight seed being surprisingly, as some may uh, expect or not expect, took out the number one seed deer season. We have Saturday in the Grove. So we have, again, ATVing, the eight seed versus Saturday in the Grove. And we are speaking very specifically about tailgating at Old Miss and the experience that goes along with that. The chandeliers, the, the, in, in the tents, the sundresses, the, the dress up, the whole shebang that goes along with it. And that's just when you get, you know, you're outside of the stadium, let alone getting into it. And on the bottom half of the bracket, we have Joe Gibbs who took out what we considered to be apparently a lesser tailgating experience in between the hedges with UGA. Um, they won their championship, moved right Let along. Let the record out of the... show. That what? Let the record show that we prefer the grove to the hedges. Absolutely. I'm, <laughs> Come at us on that, SEC. Yeah, thousand percent uh, back <laughs> that. So we have the six seed Joe Gibbs going up against the two seed duck season. So, uh, Let's, uh, Dustin, you were in the middle last time. Let's start with you. Eight seed ATVing, four seed Saturday in the Grove. What say you? These are all super easy this week. I mean, this is by far the easiest week. It's the Grove. <clears throat> Let's just be clear. Let me be clear. It is not getting on uh, an ATV and riding around and, and smelling the exhaust and getting mud all on your tires and boots or whatever it is that Brad Paisley sang about. It's going down there, Mississippi, getting, uh, I don't know that I get all dressed up, but I would get a full old cup of bourbon and walk around and have a good time. And I, I don't even know if I need to go into the game because frankly, I don't think the game would be as fun as tailgate, but I'm all in. I also had a little fun uh, riding on the uh, on the uh, lane train there at the end of the season. So a little shout out to Lane Lane. I'm on the pod. We'll have a conversation. Um, Saturday in the Grove all way, all day. All right. Morgan. Can I have an ATV at the tailgating? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to go to Starkville for that one. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Just ride, ride around in boat shoes and short shorts and a bow tie, drinking high-class martinis. Holy gosh. Actually, <laughs> I don't know about the bow tie, but the rest of it sounds all right, if it's a gin martini. <laughs> oh, I'm with um, I'm with Dustin. Take, take me to the Grove, man. I go down there, and like you said, like at, at some point, like, I don't know. I mean, there could be tons of rich people down there tailgating with like flat screens in the back of their damn car. Watch the game from there while you walk around drinking beers and playing cornhole. Every so often, every uh, every so often, you get hungry. Just smile at a friendly neighbor. Hey, man, we got extra hot dogs over here. Come on over. Hey, I got an extra airplane bottle for you. Here you go. (laughs) I believe they call that with a sock jam. (laughs) (laughs) They call that bartering. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah sorry i can atv any damn time back home uh give me give me the grove all right logan yeah i mean look i've been on atv plenty of times it's fun but it's nothing nothing special or that exciting reality is i have a list of places that i'm gonna go to a football game next year i've got a couple of away games within north carolina planned and so officially it's going to be my tailgate tour next year for, for the podcast and the website. And I would really, really, really like to add Oxford, Mississippi to the tailgate tour. 
So it's Saturday in the Grove. No question about it. Lane train. Let's go down to Ole Miss. Hotty toddy. Let's go. I'm happy that I'm a trendsetter on this podcast. So uh, I believe I was one at the beginning of the year that hopped on the lane train. It's definitely <laughs> something that I'm looking forward to doing. It's on my short list of places to go. Um, having experienced LSU, that would be uh, the one that's next on the list. And I actually have more anticipation for uh, the Grove, all of which to say I don't need to belabor the point. I really enjoy hunting. I really enjoy being out in the woods. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, on the flip side, um, this is an experience that I absolutely wanted to do and I was willing to do um, this year, driving whatever it would take to get down there. So um, looking forward to hopefully getting a chance to maybe do that next fall if we can plan something together. And uh, it should be pretty, pretty fun to figure something out. So we'll leave it at that. The Grove, I think, is an easy one uh, to move forward. There's a reason it's the four seed. Um, all right, I'll go first. I don't usually do this, but I'm just going to get this one out of the way. Look, I'm the NASCAR guy on the podcast, but I've expressed this in the past. Joe Gibbs is going up against duck season. I'll let the guys have their say because I have a feeling where we're going to go with this. I really, really want to stress again, there is something about, for me personally, getting up, and I do not necessarily feel this way about a lot of other stuff, about getting up early on a Saturday morning and getting, and I do not generally do this unless I'm watching Morgan McGee. <laughs> And getting out into nature every now and again. It's not a weekly thing. And I think that's my problem. I think it's a once every five years or something. And so the novelty hasn't quite worn off yet. Getting out there, going out to a duck blind and getting to check something out. I really, really like it. I really like that you don't have to keep quiet. I really like that you don't have to like, you know, not, you know, pee down the side of the tree to scare everything away that you don't, they don't care. You know, you're just out there having a good time, shooting the shit, start drinking early in the morning. You can watch the, race or the game or the I like that the season's a little bit more elongated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So my vote here is for duck season because not unlike Logan, I'd like to go on record as saying that I think it's a fun experience and it's definitely something that one does not get to do very often in the Annapolis area. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity to potentially do that again here shortly if I can ever uh find my way or my my boots headed south. So <laughs> real south, not Maryland. So, uh, <laughs> Dustin, what do you think? You voted against the great outdoors in the last round. So, uh, are you voting against the smell of diesel and fumes at the racetrack? Or are you voting against the smell of, uh, gunpowder in the morning? I'm not, not real interested in putting, uh, deer pee all over my pants. So, um, <laughs> that's not what happens or in get, duck season. Or getting up early or like whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to do any of those things. They, they do not appeal to me. Uh, I'm not interested in doing it. Don't want to do it. Don't sound fun. Um, however, Joe Gibbs, three-time Super Bowl champion Joe Gibbs, is just a delight. The man is, is everything to the Redskins. And in a week that is so sad for once a very once proud franchise, you got to go Joe Gibbs. This is his week. The man deserves his due. And, uh, you know, you have a NASCAR thing, too. Yeah, he did good at that. But it's, it's all about this right here. Redskins, baby. Nobody, Never forget. I don't Never think forget. anybody can see what you're pointing at. <laughs> He's wearing a Redskins, like, Letterman jacket from the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> it's a real one. It's a real one, actually, from the 80s, I believe. My father-in-law gave it from his closet. <laughs> 
So that's one big vote for Joe Gibbs. Morgan avowed um, Washington football team fan, because we can't keep saying the name, I guess, because we'll probably offend somebody. Um, and uh, you have racing in your, uh, in your heritage. So uh, which one is it for you? I don't know. Wearing uh, deer piss does sound uh, intriguing. <laughs> At four o'clock in the morning with no sleep and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no. What the hell? Joe Gibbs all day, man. As as mentioned earlier, three time Super Bowl winner with the Washington Redskins uh, for three, uh, with three different running backs and three different quarterbacks. Uh, one of the best offensive lines ever created. I mean, the man's a North Carolina man, NASCAR fan. Hope create one of the greatest offenses out west with uh, the San Diego Chargers. Uh, uh, Don Coriel, I believe, was his, the coach's name. He helped invent that that high flying offense. I mean, the man's just—he's uh, he's a national treasure. He's a Southern man, and Joe Gibbs all day. Not the absolutely national treasure. For all how awful the Redskins franchise has been since the Snyder era, which is a long time now, Joe Gibbs has not been, has said a negative word. And even with the recent name thing, he was very just you could, very nice, and very supportive. And he's like, he was like, you know, I support the franchise. And he he's I, there's been some former players who aren't happy, but he's just continued to be good old Joe Gibbs. He is absolutely <laughs> a national treasure. He needs to buy the team. Uh, God go. willing. Your lips, to God's ears. But I don't know if he has three and a half billion dollars. <laughs> Trust me, he has a lot of money if he's running four cars every week. He's, he's weeks got a lot of here. money. He's got a lot of money, but I don't think he has Dan Snyder money. Actually, I don't think Dan Snyder has that kind of money either. Now that I think about <laughs> it. <laughs> Stadium falling apart and pipes bursting everywhere. In Prince George's County, Maryland. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not going to stand for people just crapping on Maryland, nor am I going to stand for uh, you guys continuing to point out that you have to wear deer piss to hunt ducks. But that's <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> that's not how any of this works. But that's same, right. same difference. Sitting out in the cold <laughs> and not having fun. <laughs> I don't know what you people do, but I'm not interested in it. <laughs> Logan, is there a rebuttal? Do you, have a, do you have a comment on NASCAR versus apparently wearing deer piss by yourself, not talking to anyone, yeah. having no fun? No, I, what I have a problem with is, is you keep just saying NASCAR. Joe Gibbs was football. <laughs> I hate to bring it go. to you. Joe Gibbs has been NASCAR for about 15, 20 years. I, I know how long <laughs> angle. I know long. I know how long he's been in NASCAR. What I'm trying to say is, he's known to me as a football. <laughs> I know. I know. He was damn successful at it too, and he came back and did it a second time. And uh, and to be quite honest, we haven't touched on a man's faith either, which is is a, a notch in my belt for the man too. Oh so. yeah, that's a whole nother level. <laughs> Anyway, All right, Logan. Go ahead. Yeah, so I have a passing appreciation for duck hunting through my friends. I'm not really into it, but I do know the difference between duck hunting and deer hunting, and I can confirm what Ryan said. You don't wear deer piss in a duck blind, and you don't have to be quiet. It's a little bit different. Not my thing, really, but it is a little bit different. Felt that was important to underscore. But 
I don't believe that's true, but anyway, <laughs> to their points, like Joe Gibbs is a uh, Washington Redskins legend. Like, unfortunately, through only Joe Gibbs era I got to really live through was his second stint in Washington. With but you know you, you you see the history and three Super Bowls, a once proud franchise. We're now the commies, but you know it's it's Joe Gibbs. All and, right. I, and he was actually the most successful coach yeah. under the under this awful error and regime yeah. that we've been under. So if that tells you how successful and good of a leader he was, that in all these years of how bad we've been, he's still the best from the bad years. So, so um, yeah. <clears throat> just one more thing to add to Joe Gibbs: <clears throat> his postseason record was seventeen and seven. It's pretty good. That's he. That puts them out there, like in very few, you know, very few people. Is Belichick esque? Rarefied air. <laughs> so we've got. Then we have decided that for one half of our elite eight, and this is going to come as a real surprise, I'm sure, to anyone that's listened to any number of these podcasts by now, or heard us do this last year. We have Alan Jackson versus Alabama in the music category. Uh, and then we have Saturday in the Grove, Oxford, Mississippi, a.k.a. the. In case you didn't listen last year, um, the, the thing that won the whole thing last year was tailgating. So uh, big surprise. <laughs> and we have Saturday in the Grove up against uh, Joe Gibbs. Tailgate so, Tour 22. So um, the good thing is on this, uh, we're being completely non-biased. And uh, and and deciding this whatsoever, and at least we are keeping directly one thousand percent on brand <laughs> with the miserable and reckless friend. So there you go. That's it. That's that's all we get for this week. Next week we'll be doing drinks versus sayings. So tune in. Um, we've got what the old fashioned, a couple other things, mint julep, and we've we got go some things too. I think we can go ahead and give the answer on the Joe Gibbs uh, Grove right now. I mean, I I, I think. <laughs> well, but we'll save that for next week. I will point out that if tailgating or something related to it goes as far as it may go, or as far as it did last year, and it wins in March, that should tell you uh, all you need to know, America. So, if you're not interested in 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 college football and we do it two years in a row and we pick something from college football in the middle of March, <laughs> then, uh, uh, then, you know, a on brand and B then now, if you're not interested in college football, you know, what we'll be talking about once again from, uh, August to uh, December. I hate to, I hate to break it to you, but coming up at the end of this year, we'll, we, we might, we might be covering just a little bit of college football again near the end of this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the table. Just a little bit. We'll discuss it in we'll discuss it in pre-production. Yeah, our pre-production meetings. <laughs> All right. So let me check with the producer. And yes, we have time for hey, bless your heart. Dustin, I think you have one prepared for us. Yeah, I got two. But they're related. All right. We joke a lot about Myrtle Beach and Rednecks. A lot on this podcast. It gets brought up a lot. However, it's a wonderful town and there's a lot of good folks down there. So, two quick examples. First, uh, Nola's Piano Bar and Eatery on 9th Avenue North in Myrtle Beach. When the recent winter 
blast was coming through and even hitting the south, including Myrtle Beach. They opened their doors and basically said, come in, get warm. Here's We're going to serve soup and grilled cheese for free. Sitting and enjoy, uh, you know, the warmth and just, you know, basically don't don't worry about, you know, your bill and don't worry about anything related to that. The owner basically said they were genuinely scared about the storm and the weather. And they figured I got a place right here where I can afford to open the doors to anyone who needs it. And so that was his perspective. I loved it. He said he saw some folks out on the uh, like boardwalk area that clearly were homeless and he just wanted to make sure folks had somewhere to go. He also looked at it as like first responders could pop in, that kind of thing. And um, just thought it was worth noting that Sonoma's piano bar and eatery on Ninth Avenue North. The second thing is uh, construction has started on a two acre site on Third Avenue North for a tiny home neighborhood for homeless veterans. Um, mm. The land was donated by an anonymous donor. Uh, so good on him for, for providing the, the land. Uh, they're going to build up to about 25 homes. That are, they're 160 square foot, but they're going to have a full bathroom, a kitchenette, and furniture and television. And just, it's going to be a little house. And they're like, uh, they're legitimate, you know, tiny houses. They're going to be nice. They're permanent structures. Um, the property is going to be managed by the Veterans Welcome Home and Resource Center of Little River, South Carolina. So check those guys out as well. So, as I said, good folks down there, opening up their doors, helping people out throughout the storm, and then helping homeless veterans have a place to go um, to get their lives back together. So, good on you, Myrtle Beat. Dustin, do you know if those are, is that temporary housing, or is it, do you know, the tiny homes? It didn't say in what I read, but I would assume that it's uh, probably not going to be a, I mean, the houses themselves are, are structures. But the, yeah. I imagine the community will be a revolving door of trying to help people okay. get off the street, mm-hmm. you know, not be homeless and then be able to get jobs and move forward from there. So that's, that's how awesome. I, I took it. Yeah. That's really cool. Something that's, I think is really awesome. I would love to help out and do something with that. If I could find something like that in this area, that's, that's, it's all the things I like. <laughs> So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good on them. We we had a similar story many, many episodes back about high school kids back to them. But um thought it was worth uh noting because we do have a lot of fun talking about Myrtle Beach here. Those are two cool stories that happened around across. Awesome. Good deal. Well, as we said, make sure you go and follow us on all the social media channels. Go on over to YouTube, click subscribe, and hit the alert button. Check out the brand-new website, miserable-reckless.com, or you go to coldcansnetwork.com. Check out some of the blogs on there, and you know, go on and subscribe and give us five stars on this. So for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and we will see you next week.